In this episode, I'm gonna share a story of how I wasted over $2,000 on an e-commerce store. You're listening to The Liftoff Show, the podcast for ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs, helping you increase sales, profits, and build a powerhouse brand fast. I'm your host, Austin Lovell, and welcome to the show. I briefly touched on this in a previous episode, and this is the story of Keys, not K-E-Y-S, we spelled it K-E-I-S, trying to be a bit fancy with the brand name. And this was a store that I built in July of 2020. It was my first real crack at a branded dropshipping store. I just got into dropshipping a little bit more, trying to really figure it out, launch a store, get some sales, and have a real crack at it. And at the time, my agency crafted, but at the time it was called Offset, we started to create video ads for e-commerce brands and we're starting to transition away from local businesses and companies more so to video ads for e-com brands. And so I thought this was the perfect time. We we're getting stuck into it. I was learning more and more about video ad creative for e-com brands and I thought, why not just throw another spanner into the works and try and launch this branded store? And so it all started with some product research and I found this leather key organizer. And I thought, this is the product. This is gonna work so incredibly well. I'm gonna sell loads of it. You know, it's a very cool looking product. It plays really well into the whole minimalist lifestyle, everyday carry, the whole tech YouTuber accessory style product. And I thought there's a huge market for this. And I looked at the competitors and I found that there was this one major competitor in Australia called Orbit Key. Maybe you've seen them before in Dimmicks because I know they stock them in there or maybe you've come across some of their ads or gone to their site or maybe even own one. It's a leather key organizer and their product is really, really high quality. And so I thought, look, they're selling it. They're doing incredibly well, launching new styles, new colors, partnerships with other brands to have exclusive colorways. And I thought this is gonna be really cool. I can launch this, I can put my unique spin on it. And I saw a gap because I saw that their creative wasn't serving a certain target market. You know, their angles were all geared towards this one subset of the target market. And I thought I could go at the other one. I could use the other angles and really get some sales here. So as I said, it was my first attempt at really building a branded dropshipping store. And to summarize the story before I go too deep into it, I literally spent a couple of weeks building it out, maybe even a little bit more, creating the ads, spent a lot of money on creating the ad creative and the store, making sure everything was good to go. I spent about three to $400 on ads and no sales. So the total investment was north of 2000 Aussie dollars and not a single sale, not a single sale on a product that I was literally selling for $20. So in this episode, I wanted to share this story, highlight some of the things that I learned and some big no-nos of things not to do if you're launching your first store or trying to build up your first brand. So let's go back to the story quickly. After I found the product, found it on AliExpress, I thought this is great. There's really good margins on this product. It looks very similar to the competitor's product. And I thought this is gonna work really, really well. The seller had good feedback scores. It was from AliExpress, so the shipping times weren't gonna be that great. But that was before I found out, I guess, about eBay dropshipping and getting faster shipping times. And so I found the product. The next step was to build the store. And so going and building the store, I didn't have any experience with building 
building something that was a real solid Shopify store. I could only make something with the basic Shopify theme. I'd only ever messed around and dabbled with basic themes before. And I thought this deserves something a bit more advanced. It deserves something a bit more custom, a bit more premium feel. And so I went online, I went to freelancer.com, put up a post and said, I'm trying to make an e-com store, copying this example, can you make it? And I got loads of bids through, sorted through them all and found this one person who I thought, yep, they're gonna build my store. And so I ended up spending about four to $600 building out the store. And the reason for that and why I was putting this amount of money into a product that I hadn't even tested before was first of all, I was a bit, you know, starry eyed. I was looking through rose colored glasses. I was looking at this product and thinking, this is amazing. Why wouldn't anyone want to buy it? Especially when I can market it this way and have a great looking store. And so I was really looking at it the wrong way and I got a bit attached to the product itself. And I thought it absolutely must sell because a competitor's doing it already. Even though I haven't sold it yet, I'm 100% sure that I can sell this. And so that's why I spent a fair bit of money on building out the store instead of just using a standard Shopify theme and testing before I decided to do anything crazy like this. And so I got the site built from someone on Freelancer, probably took a week, week and a half to get it all polished and ready to go. And that was another thing that I noticed looking back now that I was doing. I was really taking a lot of time to try and perfect everything. You know, I was trying to make sure everything was sublime. Every, you know, little detail was perfect. Instead of launching, testing, seeing if there was interest before going into this excruciating detail, I just wanted to make everything perfect from the get-go. And when it was a product that I hadn't validated before, that was definitely not the approach looking back. I should have tested it first, seen if there was a desire for it and if I could sell it, and then and only then decide to spend more time on building a better site if it was even required or spending more time on the ad creative and really diving into the depths and setting up better email flows and all that kind of stuff. And so by this point, I was probably one to two weeks into the process. I built a store, had it built for me by a freelancer, sunk a bit of cash into that. And then I thought, okay, I'm gonna need ad creative here. And when we were just getting started at the agency creating ad creative for e-com brands, our process would be get the product, book in an Airbnb, book in a model, line up all those times, get our videographer there and our photographer and start shooting the content. And at that time, we were really trying to create these really high production value ads. They weren't UGC looking at all. It wasn't what we're doing now where it's more UGC style creative, more native, more real customer style content. Back then, I was just trying to make ads that looked pretty and I thought, well, look, if it looks great and I put some great value props on the screen and some good text, then the product's gonna sell. And whilst that works sometimes, it was very, very hit and miss. And so we had a shoot already lined up for this awesome Airbnb. It was quite expensive to hire that. And then we had some very pricey models as well. And so we had all these things come together and we we're shooting some other products at the time. And I thought, look, this is gonna be a great opportunity. At the end of the shoot, let's get some footage for keys. Let's get some with the model using the product and you know, swing it around and showing it to the camera. And so we're shooting all this content, made those ads, ended up getting them all edited together. And I thought, this is perfect. Perfect. These are really great. They're very, very high quality, has this great attention to detail and it looks really professional. And so that was part of it. And then for one of our videographers, I actually gave him the product and said, hey, do you wanna go and shoot your own content? Do you wanna go and shoot some photos, You know, shoot some video content using the product? Here are some examples. And I would give him a bunch of the examples from OrbitKey who had actually shot content for previously. And I said, let's go for that style. Let's replicate that style. And so that was another six, $700 that I spent 
spent on content creation. And that was not even including all of the expenses to hire the model, hire the Airbnb and the creative team for that time when we were creating at that Airbnb shoot. And so all in all, with the content side of things, it was very, very pricey. And from that, we probably got 30 to 40 images. We got five different video ads. And I thought, we're set. We've got the creative, we're good to go. Then the final step was to launch the Facebook campaigns. And so I went in into Facebook, built it all out, got the Facebook page set up, got some fake page likes, trying to boost the authority of the page, and then set up everything inside of Ads Manager hit publish and then waited and waited, kept refreshing, no sales, absolutely nothing. The not a single sale. And we ended up spending like $300, $400 on ads with that creative, with the store, all of that done and optimized, no sales. And so it was pretty deflating because I'd spent all that time thinking this was gonna be it. I was gonna build this brand. You know, I was gonna build Keys up and it was gonna be this powerhouse brand. And we're gonna rival Orbit Key, you know, build this huge empire around it. And within a few weeks, that dream had been absolutely deflated because there were no sales. I just sunk over $2,000 into building this store in this branded dropshipping store only to get not a single sale. So if I just recap on the expenses, there was building a site. So obviously working with the freelancer from freelancer.com to build it out. There was creating the video ads. So obviously getting the full offset team at the time to go and create the content at a pricey Airbnb with some great models. So that was the next part. And then ran three to $400 in ads on Facebook and Instagram to get no sales and very, very little buyer intent. And then after that, I decided to pull the plug. And so this is what I learned from the experience because it was a very very interesting experience to spend that money when realistically I should not have been spending it on trying to launch a store. But I thought this is going to work really well. I'm set on this and this is going to make a lot of sales. And so this is some of the things I learned. Number one, creative is super, super important. And just because it looks pretty doesn't mean it's going to convert. Just because it looks super polished and it was shot with expensive camera equipment in a pricey Airbnb with great models doesn't mean it's going to convert. And so that was another realization because at that time we were starting to create a lot of video ads for local e-com brands. And I was really starting to learn what converts and what doesn't. And this was a really big experience for me. And at the time I just thought, okay, well, it didn't work for this product and brand because it's new, has no social proof or very, very little social proof, of course it's not going to sell properly. But what I came to realize is that nine out of 10 times UGC style creative is going to outperform the more professional style. And so that was the first thing that the creative is super, super important. Then number two, this was a huge one. Don't get attached to the product. And I was way, 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 way too product focused at the start. As I said, I found this product, I fell in love with the product a bit too much and with the brand and with the store and with the ad creative that we made. And I thought, this is gonna be amazing. And I really lost sight of what the customer actually wants and lost sight of actually trying to solve their problem. And the fact was that the product didn't actually solve a really major pain point for the customer. It was more of an accessory, a nice to have, a luxury. It was more of a vitamin rather than a painkiller. You know, it was a nice to have, but it wasn't actually solving a major pain point for the customer. And so that was the second thing. Don't get too attached to the product because 
if I didn't get as attached or, you know, didn't get so emotionally attached to the brand because I thought this is gonna be the one thing that converts so, so well for me. If I didn't do that, I would have saved a lot of time and a lot of money. And one thing I do now is I actually use the product every day. It's sort of like a reminder, even though I'm not creating brands actively right now, it's still a reminder to not get too attached to the product and be more focused on the customers. And so that would be the second major thing that I learned. Then the third one would be that your USP needs to be strong. It needs to be compelling and your offer actually needs to be unique. And there was this great framework that I learned from Sabri Subi and he talks about building a compelling offer. And part of it is using this framework called the N-U-E-E-P-H framework and NUIF. For you to have an offer that actually converts and grabs people's attention that's irresistible, it needs to be new, it needs to be unique, exciting, easy, produce predictable results and be a huge benefit. And so if I looked at it, I looked at the offering of keys and I thought, does it tick that criteria? Realistically, it only hit two of those elements. And those two would have been, it's easy, it's pretty easy to do. You grab your existing keychain within the space of a minute or so, you can add your keys into it. And it's predictable because regardless of who you are or how many keys you have, you're gonna be able to simplify your keychain with this product. But is it new? No, because OrbitKey's already selling it and they're doing really well. Is it unique? No, because OrbitKey's already selling it. Is it honestly that exciting? Well, for me, at that time, I thought this is incredible. You know, it's gonna simplify people's everyday curry. It's great, it's gonna work really well. But realistically, it's not that exciting. It's just a key organizer. And then finally, was the benefit of this product really huge and dramatic? And no, realistically, it probably saves you from a few scratches on your phone screen or your leather wallet or card holder. But overall, it's much more of a luxury than it is a necessity. And so those are some of the few key things that I learned, and that is the story of keys. So I hope you got some value out of this episode. You can take away some of the big mistakes that I made and save yourself a lot of time, a lot of headaches, and a lot of wasted money, and instead put it to better use and launch a product that people actually want. So hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you in the next one.